Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Banners Broadcast. I'm Chris Grenham, and with me, as always, Nick Gelso. Nick, it is Yo. Thursday morning, so Did we, we sleep? are. We, Did we sleep? Nope, nope, not really, not really. I got home from the garden at three. We're last still at night. the garden. Yeah, basically, my our minds are still at the garden. That's for sure. For sure. What I, I mean, there was so much to unwrap last night from the garden. I I woke up this morning. And it was still so mind-blowing to me that Kyrie can go out and have, in my opinion, what was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Like, all around, getting his teammates involved. One of the best games I've ever seen him play. 27 points, career high, 18 assists. He was 11 for 19 from the field in 37 minutes. But we're all talking about LeBron. It's like, (laughs) it's... Mind blowing. Did you? I mean, you definitely didn't see that coming, right? The only one that saw it coming was Kyrie because he had it planned. It, it yeah, was. I, I actually, yeah, I actually am on the same page with you there. Yeah, that think was about. Explicit. Think about it. Just think about it. He was. He flipped this entire script, including the Cleveland script, including the post game in Orlando script. Everything on its head within what two minutes? Yeah, I mean, are we are. It was was it that intentional with that intent, or are we giving Kyrie too much credit? I don't know, man. All I know is he intended to say that last night. He was sincere in what he was saying. I mean, I got home from the game late last night. I didn't watch any of our segments. I, I put on Kyrie on my TV off our YouTube channel and the CLNS YouTube channel and just watched it on TV. The dude looked like he was going to get choked up at a couple points. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a big deal for him. He, that's been taboo to talk about LeBron with Kyrie for the last couple of years. It's been very taboo. The best was how the media immediately after, <laughs> the minute he paused, it was the entire scrum. LeBron, and he said, whoa, stop. I knew it this ex- was going to happen. Well, everyone exploded. <laughs> I think everyone in that scrum yelled for a question after that. They Understandably and, so. And I think, I, don't, I mean, just because Kyrie had it, intended to do that and maybe he didn't intend for the last three four days maybe it just came to him after the game whatever whether it was intentional or not i'm not questioning his sincerity uh i I do think that he's he's sincere and he is learning i mean for him to say an egomaniac like like Kyrie, and i love him you know that but for him to say you know i'm learning as we go he's still learning too that's a huge huge um admission for him and and i and i think I think it's going to help the whole team. I mean, I'm hoping the storyline now changes 
from that horrible road trip you and Josue were on, yeah. which was great to cover, just horrible to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was no shortage of content on that trip. It might have been bad, but, man, there, yeah, was, man, a there was a lot so of stuff much. to talk about. I was thinking about you guys nonstop, and I'm thinking, oh, thank God they're there, because the, there was just the, so much. There was so much. The post game, right up to everything. everything. We were there for at least three hours after every game. It was It was it just was, so much, which is it, the funnest to cover. Oh yeah, I mean it was a ton of fun. I, the team wasn't having fun, but I was <laughs> I was certainly enjoying myself. I was having fun, you know. And but I I think what you said about you know it's kind of like a step forward for Kyrie to admit this, and part of it he's an egomaniac, like you said, as most professional athletes are. That's part right. of how they get there. It was it's a big step forward for him to admit that, and it probably killed him. Part of him, you know, to say LeBron was right. And also to say Jalen Brown was right. It probably, you know, a little bit of a bruised ego there, but it's a big step forward. He's 26 years old. He still is evolving as a leader and a player. People really forget that he, (laughs) this is his first time in this role. What were you doing at 26, Chris? uh, I'm not there yet, but I guarantee you, (laughs) I I guarantee you, I won't be giving LeBron a call to apologize. I Mm. won't be doing that. But I, I mean, like. He he's still in an interesting spot where he's evolving very much. People think he's already this established guy, established leader, but he's really not. You know, I'm wondering and Brad has been so weirdly cryptic and muted during this whole Sly Brad, you know, media junket, press junket that the team's been doing. I'm wondering if he's just letting them work it out. I mean, I, I, I don't is. know, but it seems someone got in Kyrie's head. Maybe Kyrie got it in his own head. I had no problem with the comments he made. I mean, in Orlando, I think I texted you, you were at that game. I mean, him yelling at Hayward, it looked yeah. like LeBron at that point. Yeah, you know? it did. So, and I mean, it sounded like it afterward, too, with the way he was calling out the young guys, because that's what LeBron used to do to him. Him and Dion Waiters. He would, yep. I specifically remember there were certain games in Kyrie's rookie year where he would just be chucking up threes. LeBron would go stagnant. And then after the game, he would say, you know, they don't. These young guys don't really know what it takes. He was a little more direct than yeah, Kyrie's was comments LeBron. in Orlando. Yeah, right. But I mean, can can this now allow guys like Tatum and Brown to play a bit more freely? I don't probably. know. I, mean, I, I think my my concern in terms of guys being wrapped up and like Jalen Brown said, going into a shell potentially after those comments. Granted, the comments are now basically washed after last night's post game, but. I don't I'm not concerned with Jalen or I'm sorry with Jason Tatum because you saw Tatum come out after the Brooklyn game and say he's yeah. right we got to kind of provoke right. one another we kind of got to get at one each uh, at one another to bring out the best and and that's fine but but they're boys like he's almost they're like really Kyrie's kids. little brother they have the same agent they vacation yep. together like that's a little bit different you look at a guy like Jalen Brown who's not as tight with Kyrie and he seemed to have some sort of agenda after the game in Brooklyn, kind of going at him back and forth. Whether the question was about Kyrie or not, he was bringing it up. So I think it bothered Jalen more than it bothered Tatum. Well, and that's not a surprise. I mean, I think Jalen is incredibly thin-skinned. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would say thin-skinned. I just think he is more um, confrontational or easily – like, I guess thin-skinned is an okay way to put it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. He's, no, he's, disagree with me if you think. I mean, thin-skinned, I mean, he's sensitive. I, you yeah, see it on yeah, the court. He, he is, yeah, and you can tell, and sometimes he'll go quiet and stuff. But either way, it was, you know, it was 
pretty clear that they they cleared things up for Kyrie to go in front of the media and admit that it was fine. But like yeah, real yeah, quick, if we again if, unsolicited and unsolicited, the other thing too yeah. is Kyrie and Brown are 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 similar in the way that they both want to be and and I think they are both very intellectual, but they want to be perceived as intellectuals. So. Right. And they are, and they're two of the smarter guys I've two ever had. Two smart guys, right. yeah, right. And um, but I, think I, I just put heads. Yeah, a hundred percent. And there's and the thing is, like you said, I had no issue with anything that Kyrie said. There was nothing incorrect. It was all reasonable. It was all valid. My right. only problem was it was out in the media. I don't like him airing out that dirty laundry exactly. in the media. Well, which I'm sure the team he, doesn't either. And clearly, he learned that the hard way because he said, "I'll never do it again." Yeah, I, I'm sure Danny Ainge sat him down. I'm positive. Someone did, or maybe he saw how maybe, people were reacting. I don't know, but something clicked. Maybe he saw the media reaction because we know he's a media whore too. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, he definitely could have because he, he got on the he, horn and called LeBron, who was at dinner with Kevin Love, of all people. That's hilarious. I mean, on, the other thing is you, you can – you all Kyrie really had to do is, is watch the tape because he looked like LeBron. I mean, he was even making the same hand gesture, and it wasn't right. even at Brown. Or any of the youngsters was at Gordon. Yeah, and I mean, Gordon is someone who he's called out before. Maybe he just has a more transparent relationship with Gordon since they've both been in the league I think for longer. Lost his cool. Maybe. I mean, granted, I'm kind of on Kyrie's side with that last so play. I've seen that play again right. and again and again. Stevens likes that inbounds play. That's a play where Horford comes to the top. Yep. He springs out Kyrie above the break, and Kyrie yep. gets the gets. The open look, that's just... It was weird that Kyrie situated with so little time on the clock, and I don't want to get too far into this, but it was it was weird that Kyrie situated himself so far back in the backcourt. I was yeah. trying to spread the floor, but with three... Was there like three, 2.9 yeah, seconds I, on the clock? I, exactly, and that's what Hayward said. He was like, I didn't have a lot of time, man. Like, I gotta, like, right. like, I gotta figure this out. I can't, I can't adapt. And, Jay, and Tatum point. got a good look. It's not like he didn't get a good he look. Did. That goes I mean, down whatever. when you're not having the it's, conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. And and my whole thing with a lot of this negative press, of course, this is all with a grain of salt now that Kyrie essentially <laughs> cleaned the slate last night. But mm. but this kind of stuff, you got Jalen Brown and Marcus Morris pushing each other in the huddle. You've got calling each other out on the court, calling out young guys. It's an 82-game <laughs> season. Yeah. This stuff happens with every single team. I don't care what you say. And if you've played a single season of basketball at any level, you know this stuff happens. And you yell at each other on the court, and then you come off and whatever. It's fine. It's all on the court, and you figure it out. Granted, not all of it is public to millions and millions of people, so that's the difference here. But I think there's a little bit of overreaction in the sense that, you know, the the scru- that scuffle in the, in the huddle in Miami and – Kyrie, I don't know. I just think a lot of it is overblown um, to the point where people are freaking out about the team. Great, I think it's not the as team... much after last night's win, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I'm sure if you, I'm sure you saw my my opinions on this in the Celtics blog Slack. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I mean, I watched KG make Big Baby cry. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was great. Right. Yeah. So. The difference with that team, and I mean, and even Rondo at times, you'd see him go at Doc. Um, but the difference with that team is when you got them in the in the locker room, they really didn't air their dirty laundry. It took a Jackie Mack story in the middle of July to tell you what what they were really pissed off about six months ago. Right. So I look at it mainly as a lack of discipline and a lack of maturity. In what regard, and, a lack of discipline? 
Uh, well, I, I think all the way around, but in, in regards to not being able to keep your mouth shut to the media. And okay. again, I don't have any problems with what Kyrie said, but if things are being handled differently in practice, like off camera, off scene, and then, then it almost becomes like a, a point, finger pointing, you know? Yeah. I, and the other thing is Kyrie has got to learn, and I think he is learning, he's got to lead by example. The dude can bust up a basketball court. We all know that. Yeah. But it's real hard for Kyrie as a 26-year-old guy, championship or not, he was LeBron's protege on that team. It's hard for a guy to come into a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals and was a much mm -hmm. more cohesive team than this team is. Right. Um, and then start telling the young guys how to do things. So you would a mature person would say, well, Kyrie has he's walked the mile. He's gotten to the title. He had how many years with LeBron? Uh, yeah, I think I should take his advice. And I think they're not. And frustration overblows then. And then Ky Kyrie doesn't have the discipline to keep his mouth shut. And he goes out and talks. And then he's apologizing a week later. Yeah. And know? again, so this all, in my opinion, this all comes back to he's evolving as a leader. He's evolving as a locker room guy. This is just part of his evolution. And, and the team knew that coming in. Like, this is not news that Kyrie hasn't let a but team clearly like this Kyrie before. didn't know it because he thought he knew it all exactly and he I I would never in my life have thought that at this point in the year or at this point in the saga even last week that Kyrie would be coming into the media saying you know hey I was wrong and again unsolicited I'm, th this is a yeah unsolicited this is a learning experience for me granted part of me like you started this off with is saying well this is kind of his way of wiping the slate clean, and right. and and it's totally possible because he's a smart guy. He he knows how to manipulate the media in that regard. Um, so I oh, don't know. I mean, it's very there's there's media. there's a lot going on, and I mean, this schedule doesn't get much easier. Next Saturday, the Warriors are coming to town <laughs> to TD Garden. You've got a deal from one in one hundred, right? Yeah, man. Oh, man. What a segue, Glenn. You're so good at this, man. <laughs> yeah, 1 in 100. So if you go to clnsmedia.com slash Celtics GSW, you could enter in a raffle to win. I mean, these are basically courtside tickets. The raffle's less than a pizza or a beer. I think it's like a $17 or $15 entry at this point. And we're still looking at 40 open placements. So it's made the cutoff to run the raffle regardless of how many people sign up. Yeah, so you need no, 30 to sign no up. It's a no-brainer to sign up. They have 60. Yeah, man. So you have a, really a 1 in 60 chance. If you and your girlfriend sign up, you have a 2 in 60 chance. If it goes to 100, you got a 2 in 100 chance. But get either your entire way, family, extended family, neighbors, get friends, coworkers, those, get everyone you know to go see tickets. Steph Curry at TD Garden. At, in all seriousness, seriously, that would be a good move. That would be a great move. See, I know people have done it. And, and if you think about it, those tickets – are going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You could get in there for twenty bucks. I, and... I was I was out at this is a weird segue here in the middle of this <laughs> ad read, but hear me out. I was over at Assembly Row in Somerville yesterday because I needed new Nike socks, so I went to the outlet. Oh man, that's there. a big trip to go. <laughs> big trip. So I needed new socks. Is that that's important as you get older? The importance mm -hmm. of socks grows and grows, in my opinion. But so I was Agreed. at the at the checkout and I had on a Charlotte Hornets hoodie, which I had acquired through another person who covers teams in the league. And the guy said, "Where did you get that hoodie?" And I said, "You know, whatever." I I cover the Celtics and I exchanged right. it with someone in the league and he said, Oh man, do you know how I can get Warriors tickets? And 
I was like, you know, it's funny. I've had a lot of people asking me, and he interrupted me. He goes, yeah, because I was trying to get them for my dad and I, and the cheapest tickets I could find were $400 in the last row of the nosebleeds. So I was like, damn, like, That's what I mean. if you don't go to one one hundred yeah, for you, this game of all games, you're you're not you're, doing you're it crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah, so go to you can go directly to the raffle by going to clnsmedia.com slash Celtics GSW or check out their whole site. One and one hundred. So uh O N E I N the number one, the number zero, the number zero dot C O, not dot C O uh C O M. So yeah, that's that's the drill, baby. That's it. As currently, yeah. I have 17 rap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. no one knows this, but I've tickles. taken up every I've taken up every single slot in the Warriors, uh, <laughs> in the in the in the Warriors raffle for all of my friends and family. Um, well, and I would say the Celtics have a one in 100 chance of winning that game. Actually, honestly, the no. Is, the way no no yeah, we the talked way about this last I, night. I I disagree. The way they I play, agree with you. Yeah, the way they play against these good teams, they'll win by 20. It makes no sense. They'll win by 20. They'll go and lose to the Hornets by 50. It it doesn't add up, but it's the classic example of a team playing to their competition. Do you think – is that going to stop at any time It's going to – you know what? Hopefully it stops in the playoffs. It, this team – I've been pretty good with my predictions this year, Chris. I think so. Even going into yeah. the, the summer yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, it's, I just feel like this team is built like 2010. I think they could flip a switch. I honestly do because I really believe that – and this is what frustrates the, me the most is that it's in their head because yeah. when they come out and they have to prove something, they're incredible. When right. Like last night, uh, Wednesday night, they were pretty incredible. Yeah. Granted, Kyrie had to be you know Superman, but it, it they were pretty – I mean you got you – uh, the big three, all three of them are scoring 18 points, which is – you know, the uh, first time that's happened. So you have all three on at once. They're a tough team to beat when all three are on at once. So I think come playoff time, you know Al Horford steps it up 10 notches on the, in the playoffs. Yeah. By that time, you got Hayward, who's now on, at the point where he's on a drastic incline despite a bad road trip. Um, but, I mean, Wednesday night, he looked great. Yeah. So by the I, playoffs, he should be I, doing – I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm not – a lot of people are drilling the panic button – and I understand the panic after that road trip. It was quite bumpy. But yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really see – there's a long season. We're pre-All-Star break, and I get when you return from the All-Star break, there's only about a quarter of the year left. But still, this is a team that could really flip the switch, and it's like – and we've seen them do it. I mean, obviously, they got – they allowed 40-plus points in a third quarter against the Brooklyn Nets, and then two days Jeez. later, they beat I mean, the Raptors. They beat the best team in the East. I got it, it just simply doesn't really add up. But Chris, I got killed last night for on on my segment of the Garden Report for calling this team the Jeff Green of teams. The Jeff <laughs> but that's Green. how they played all season. I mean, they go out, they beat the the Raptors, they come back, they lay a stinker against Memphis. Now Memphis is a good team, but plug anybody in there. You can plug the Hawks in there. Yeah. You know, they've just been so up and down, and again, continue what you were saying because I'm on the same level with you when once playoffs start. I, one caveat is they need to improve their road because I don't know that they're going to have home court. Their home road splits are bad. Oh, really bad. bad. Really bad. The good thing is they do have a lot of home games down this final stretch here. Um, and hopefully that improves. I mean, Gordon said – I thought Gordon put it pretty perfectly in post game last night. He said, we need to create our own energy. Because they were talking about how much they fed off the Garden crowd last night, right. which, by the way, was insanely right. loud. 
And it um, will be on Saturday, or next Saturday against the Warriors. That's an 8.30 start. That crowd's yeah, going to be drunk. That's a prime time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I just... They do need to find a way to create their own energy. It's just uh, good teams do that, and the Celtics haven't been able to find their way. I saw last night Matt Moore with the Action Network. Shout out Matt Moore. Yeah, love Matt He tweeted. It was perfect. He tweeted, the Celtics are so good when they're not sucking. And that's it. Like, it sounds so simple and so stupid, but it's right because, man, they can really, really suck. But when they don't, they're unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at Brad Stevens' teams, I mean, in the past, every team he's had that's that's done well has always been an underdog and always fighting yeah. from behind. I don't know if it, I don't know if there's any correlation at all. I I just know that Brad Stevens can get can motivate his guys when they're when they're fighting, uh, whether it's being the underdog or or just fighting from behind. So ho- yeah. hopefully that's the case. I and, mean, and people again, are mad that he's not like talking more and like being more motivational. That's not Brad Stevens. He's not going to change his ways. The reason he, the, how he got here, how he got last year's team to be so successful, he doesn't. He's not a giant, loud, outspoken figure. You know? I agree, but you know what though, Chris, when your team is out airing all their laundry in a pre- in pre- to the to the media at some point. You've got to put a stop to it. You in have what to. form? Though? And how I do don't you know. Put a stop he to is it? and he can't control But then he can't control them, and that's even scarier. But what do you mean put a stop to it? Like, how how do you do that? We don't. Air, I mean, think Belichick. Yeah, I guess. So well, maybe that's what he did. Maybe that's why it happened. We would never know. But, like, do you want to do that publicly? Did it, what? he did it way too late because it's been going on now for, for months. I mean, I'm not But again, I don't is... think that's Brad Stevens' way, and I don't want him to change his philosophy. I know it started to get pretty ugly there, but I wouldn't want him to step in in the media and say, we're no longer talking about this, this. See, or... I, I, I'm kind of like, I don't, first of all, I don't think he should, when I was saying that in the chat yesterday, I didn't mean <clears throat> Brad should be coming out and bad-mouthing and calling out his players. Right. I mean, I don't want player meetings. I don't want to hear anything else. The coach just needs to say, shut the F up. If you guys have something to say, say it here together when the doors are shut, not yeah. to the media. Well, I mean, the player the player <clears throat> meeting was, was, one, definitely necessary, and two, there's no way of avoiding that unless they do it the next day at the practice facility. Right. And even then, there's too many guys who have too many camps around them. That stuff is will always be public. It will never not be private because – there are too many guys about it. I'm just what I'm saying is, okay, we've had the team meeting and you've proceeded to go on the road and 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 call out your your teammates in public. So the team meeting didn't work. Yeah, I'm telling right. you now, shut the f up. If you have a yeah. problem with your teammates, tell them. Don't tell yeah. the media. And hey, I mean they are doing that. They're just also telling the media and that. <laughs> I, I agree with the dirty laundry. But either way, it seems as though that the transparency is clearly there, and now they've learned their lesson about the media. At least Kyrie has. So I, I think. think they. I, yeah, we we think at this point. But who knows? Either way, either way, last night was an incredibly balanced performance from a team that hasn't been all that balanced as of late. Of course, you had. Kyrie Irving with his career high of 18 assists, 27 points. He was efficient as hell. You had Gordon Hayward looking pretty good. What are you making, coffee or something in the background there? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) The hell is that? (laughs) Starting the Keurig. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, Sorry, I didn't know know the mic picked that up. (laughs) (laughs) No. That That was the alarm saying... You've spoken too much today, Nick. Let Chris talk. You need to drink some coffee. Drink <laughs> yeah. Some coffee. yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, they were balanced. Al Horford was 9 for 12 
Boy, seven rebounds, 24 points. They've that's been playoff out. That, that's playoff values. Three for four from three. He has been horrific from three over the last mm. month or so. Jason Tatum had <laughs> At 16. the bottom of the pack, right? Yeah, seriously. Jason Tatum had 16. He shot 50% from the field. Uh, I mean, or no, I'm sorry. He was six for 16, actually. But still, I mean, 16 still, points. He was plus four. Gordon Hayward, 18. He was eight for 13 from the field. It was balanced, you know? And even Terry was Rozier was okay. It was, yeah, it this was is, what you expect. Exactly, exactly. So, who knows what we're going to get against Memphis. I mean, this team could come out and play like they did last Wednesday against Indiana. They could put up 150 points. Everyone could score in double figures. Or they could come out and lose by 75 points. So, I guess and this, this until team always that, keeps it interesting. Until that ends, the concern for me doesn't end. Like, I know I'm saying, oh, I think this team is built for the playoffs. And I do believe that. But... I'm not feeling comfortable. I mean, I held my breath through all of 2010. So I would be like suffocating this year because there's no KG, there's no Pierce, there's no Allen, right? So Man, I, even still, it, yeah. If if we're guessing after a huge win, like if they don't if they don't come out and I Kyrie said this, if they don't come out and beat Memphis, play to the up to their opponent, then today last night the Toronto win was meaningless. Yeah, hey, I mean I'm riding the wave, man. I'm having fun. We have no idea what we're getting. Every I've never rooted for, covered a team. I've never been around a team like this, and I am riding I'm this roller you, coaster. And I and I hate roller coasters. I hate them. But I'm having a lot of fun here recently. I 2010 was that. this way. I mean, I remember at one point, KG, you talk about not airing out your laundry. He went out into the, the tunnel after they got booed off the court. I think they were yeah. playing Memphis. They got booed off the court. Kyrie goes out into the t- or Kyrie, KG goes out into the tunnel. Basically says, "F you, the media. Say whatever you want." I mean, it was ugly that season, and they just pulled it together in that first round, and yeah. it just continued throughout the playoffs. So, hopefully, I'm anticipating that being the case. But I do think they need to at least sneak into that fourth and third seed. They need to have. I, I, I believe home court advantage is more important. Uh, to this team than previous teams, they just yeah they feed they feed off the TD Garden crowd pretty well and they're they're a different well. team on the road. But either way, who knows? Maybe they'll get Brooklyn in the first round and they'll lose by twenty points on the road. So we'll have to wait and see. Either way, Nick, we've got yeah, the was... uh, Grizzlies on Friday. Then they have a back to back. Actually, they go to Atlanta on Saturday, and then they have a day off and they return to TD Garden. For a six o'clock start yeah, against, weird, weird the, uh, against the Miami Heat on Monday, on Martin, Martin Luther King, King Day. Day. Yep, yeah, so. I mean, now think about this. If you if you want it, and then well, I know you're looking to wrap here, but no, yeah, uh, think about it this way. Yeah, the Celtics can win Toronto last night. I could see them beating Memphis on Friday and then losing to Atlanta on Saturday. It's a trap. I mean, game. back-to-backs are weird, no matter who you're playing. So yeah, I could see that as well. Um, and I, I would not be overly like. Ah, cliff jumping into the harbor if if that happens. I mean, that happens to good teams too. But this 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 Grizzlies game on Friday, I think it's 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 more important than anybody will give it credit for being because it could be really a momentum builder if they could come in to the Garden and put up the type of performance they did on Wednesday night against the Raptors. And yeah, maybe I, Kyrie doesn't have to you know be super Kyrie. I agree, and I mean, I think some things are changing, in my opinion, and I think yeah. they win by 15, 20 points on Friday. Really? Just, yeah, I do, I do. Um, 
That's just my Are opinion. Are you placing a wager on that, man? Or what? I'm placing – maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's all <laughs> off that the record. That's, that's all off the team? record. Yeah. Can you yeah. – I don't even think you could get – I don't know if you can gamble games if you're – I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I don't think I, I mean, can either. I, I don't gamble games, period. Yeah. I'm more of a I, casino guy. Hey, yo, speaking of, we'll be out at uh, – uh, Springfield this coming weekend. Yeah, the Hoopal Classic. The Hoopal Classic. No, you were shocked ball. when I told you I was going. Yeah, I didn't think that was your kind of event. That's like a lot of just like basketball nerds jumping out there. So I'm happy you'll be there. I'll get to. Yeah, you know, I'm you very, there. very curious to see how the high school game is, let's say, devolving to match the pro game. It is changing. It is definitely changing. Either way, this is my favorite basketball event in the country. Bar a lot of people say this, and I'm, that's why I'm really none. excited to go. I have it to actually a, text Goodman. I was supposed to remind him last night to get yeah, me the tickets. It is a small gym, and it is oh, it, it, you'll you'll love it. It was it, it's amazing. NBA. I mean, half the a quarter of the guys you see there will be in the NBA in a couple of years. It's all that's always the case. It's it's a lot of fun. So if anyone's listening and at the Hoopal Classic. I'll be there Saturday, Hit Sunday, and a little bit on Monday. So come say hello to Nick and I. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Tweet us. Right, this is good, man. We'll, uh, I'll see you out in Springfield. <laughs> I'll see you, see you out in Springfield, bro. This is Jeff Goodman, host of the Good and Plenty podcast on the CLNS Media Network. We've got two podcasts. Every Tuesday, we've got the NBA edition. Anyway, I've known Boogie a long time, and I like him now. We didn't get along forever. Hold on, ago. man. Hold on. Since you're you bringing up Boogie, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, have you told the story you you and Boogie's interaction a few times? That would make for golden podcast material right there. When, when, when he cornered me coming out of STK in, in Vegas. And- Every Thursday, we've got the College Hoops Edition, where you'll find the top coaches, players, media people. You get insight that you will not find anywhere else. So subscribe to the Good and Plenty Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.